Thanks for listening to FYI Stillwater, where you will hear information about your local government you didn't know you need to know straight from the source. Be sure to check out other news and information from the city of Stillwater at stillwater.org or find us on Facebook and Twitter. Hi, I'm your host, Sherry Fletcher, Director of Marketing and Civic Engagement. Today is April 2nd, 2019, and my co-host today is Jasmine Siebert, Video Specialist for the City of Stillwater. How are you doing today, Jasmine? I'm doing well. I'm excited for our guest, though, because I've I've frequented her windows, not so much with her, but I've, I've been in her department before. <laughs> yes. Um, I think we're referring to maybe parking tickets. Yes. I, oh, yeah. Let me <laughs> clarify that. I haven't been in mu- municipal court for anything else, but I have had my fair share of parking tickets. Parking so tickets. I'm not exempt from that. Um, so anyways, yeah, I'll go ahead and go introduce our guest. It's Melinda Gray, and she is the court administrator. So hi, welcome, Melinda. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. We're so happy you're here. Yes. Um, before we get started, we like to loosen up with a lightning round of questions. So we'll begin by asking you some random but revealing questions. Are you ready? I guess. <laughs> the look on her face on her face says no, she is not ready. Okay, this is the e- this is an easy one. Would you rather be able to run at 100 miles per hour or fly at 10 miles per hour? Fly at 10 miles per hour. Um I just think it would be amazing what you could see and do yeah. in flight. I think so too. Even just seeing drone footage, it's like that view <coughs> is so much more pretty I guess than a regular shot on the ground you know the I hear people talk about when they dream you know in their dreams they fly I have never had a flying dream and that's one I'm so desperate to have I want to be able to fly in a dream do you have have. not frequently but I have yeah because that's the one dream that I every time it's like oh it'd be so nice if I could just fly and (laughs) because supposedly it's like really relaxing and I'm usually being chased by a snake or something so um. I've only flown off a cliff before like in a vehicle like in, in a dream, dream. yeah say, wow that's pretty awesome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay good answer to that question the next one is if you could be immortal what age would you choose to stop aging and why Ooh, that's a good question yeah. I think 30 okay because you're not too young you're not too old you, you lived know, a little yeah 30 to 40 ish yeah that's a good one did you have good 30s time a year yeah but really, any age has not been an issue for me. Yeah. But I just think if you were going to stop aging, uh-huh. that would be a good time. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get started with our interview, Melinda. First, I'm kind of curious to how people end up in the jobs they, uh, they've been in. So for 30 years, you have been the clerk administrator. How does one become a person in the municipal court how what's the career path that leads you there and why do you stay I've been with the court for 30 years I haven't been the court administrator for 30 years the first eight years I worked for the previous court clerk Mm -hmm. um and then when she left I was promoted to court clerk and court administrator okay um it's like lots of different people um Mm -hmm. The job was open, you apply for it, you're not sure what you're getting into, and then when you get into it, you find out that it's where you're supposed to be and what you're supposed to be doing. So you have unique skill sets that make you excel in this job? I hope so. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure you do. Yeah. 
So uh, you have to be, I, I think the thing that strikes me with a, uh, anyone in the courts is that your uh, integrity and is so high in that you, you have to maintain like a, a you know, you, you have to naturally be flawless, I think. Oh, flawless, no, but you do have to have a lot of integrity yeah. to... Um, you got to be fair and yeah. uh, treat everybody the same. Everybody in the court has to be treated the mm. same. So, yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. Well, we don't, I don't think we have it as a scheduled question. I'm going to just insert this one. What are some of your duties and functions as uh, in your position? Um, as just keep the court running. I mean, okay. everything, um, all of the computer setup and the processes and procedures of the court, you know, re- making sure that my staff is trained and running the dockets and they know the pertinent state laws and the pertinent mm-hmm. procedures for taking the payments and just, it's just, it's very, there's a myriad of things. Okay. But it's, it's like any, I think, any other administrator, it's a lot of the same things, it's just more specialized. So whenever you say, you know, you you follow the law, you you enforce, you know, there's a judge and uh, there's things going on, which court or which set of laws are you applying? Well, we obviously follow follow city charter, city mm-hmm. city code. And the city code is mirrored for the most part after state law. Mhm. We can't have, for instance, none of our fines can be higher than what state law dictates. Um, if there's if there's a state law, mm-hmm. then our ordinance would pretty much, usually pretty much mirrors those state laws. So we're talking about um, like property maintenance, uh, uh, traffic law, traffic. So it's traffic court, I Co- guess. Well, code enforcement, um, traffic, criminal, and parking. Mm-hmm. So criminal all would within be the city limits. Within the still within city still. limits. So if somebody, so if like if there was a murder, that would not. No, you guys would not cover that no. one. Is it no. only misdemeanor cases? That Everything that's court? filed in the municipal court is a misdemeanor. Okay. So you're you're in charge of the court. So tell me about like the do's and don'ts of showing up to court. Because on court day, I mean, you know, here in City Hall, so the court, so the physical court is in City Hall. And so on court day, I mean, you know, you can't find parking places. There's lots of people in the building. There's lawyers. There's all sorts of stuff going on. So from your perspective, what's a good, what's, what do we got to do to have a good day in court? come prepared and there's not a lot to being prepared just being here basically um so the court determines when you show up yes that you're given a court date usually on the citation that you receive Mm -hmm. there's a court date there's a few that are set a different way but Mm -hmm. for the most part it's on your ticket you show up for court come a little early get checked in um you want to turn off your cell phone before you enter the courtroom and you want to dress appropriately no hats in the courtroom we prefer no backpacks and that type of thing in the courtroom but um it's pretty casual so i could show up in shorts and a flip-flops 
you can as long as it's appropriate. Okay. No Daisy Dukes. No. Okay. <laughs> just, 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 <laughs> she's, okay. Um, I was going to ask when you said uh, showing up, you can show up early. If I have questions before, so the judge obviously isn't going to be there waiting to answer questions. Is there a place that I can ask a few questions before maybe my court time starts? Sure. You can, you can ask a question either when you check in or any of the court staff that there there'll be staff at the windows um, okay. that you can ask any questions you may have before court and if I get there and I decide not to is there some type of you can plead early and like pay at the window or do I have to necessarily go in and talk to the judge what's what's that okay, decision just pay, like just pay the ticket up front most most of our fines can be done that way mm-hmm. we do have a few Truancies obviously can't be paid. So truancy goes to the municipal court? Yes. Ah. Juvenile truancy mm-hmm. for Stillwater, yes. Okay. Um, truancies can't be paid. There are a few criminal things that can't be paid. Uh, it just depends on the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we can, and we can call maybe and ask those questions as sure. well? Okay. And usually their ticket, instead of, when they receive the ticket, it will tell them what the officer believes, what offense the officer believes they committed, and what the fine is. If they're not going to be able to pay that prior to court, it's going to say court on it instead of a fine amount, okay. that would, fine and cost amount that would be on there. So that's, that's another way to tell whether you have to go to court or not. And if I don't show up to my court date, is someone going to be coming knocking on my door, or do I have like a grace period? What's that like? Maybe my car breaks down. Somebody's going to come knock on your door. <laughs> We're going to issue warrants. Now, okay. we may not, it de- depending on which docket it's coming off of, it may not be immediate, um, but it will be fairly quickly, yes. Okay. And you could also uh, have your driver's license suspended for failure to appear or failure to pay either one. Okay. Are there additional fines that are incurred if you don't show up and the court has to do other processes to try to issue that warrant? Maybe is there a fee? There's there's that? a ten dollar warrant fee for every warrant that's charged okay. for every warrant that's issued. Okay. And we know that people are checking to see if there's a warrant out for them because it is like in the top of our website searches. Mm-hmm. People looking at the warrants page. Mm-hmm. It's not even on their top page but people can find the warrant yeah, page yeah so uh, so that's a really popular um, resource that we offer uh, <clears throat> so whenever they pay the fines where do those dollars go the fees portion goes to various state agencies that we're required by law to pay out to um, and part of that is court costs that mm-hmm. goes into our general fund the fine portion itself goes to our general fund okay. Um, well, let's move over to uh, just parking in general, because parking kind of, we kind of park parking under court, right? Yeah. <laughs> Be clever there. Um, so uh, so te- can you tell us about parking, timed parking, parking tickets, uh, all things parking? That's a big subject. I know. Um, we got all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the most Probably the most written ticket is overtime tickets in the in the three shopping districts, which is um, downtown, uh, Campus Corner, and the Strip. Yes. Yeah. 
and um, we have particularly in the downtown area and then there's you know a very um, various and sundry other parking tickets jay parked um parked too close to an intersection parking where there's signs that say you can't park then um you know parking in a fire lane is hazardous and then of course handicap parking mm-hmm. so uh so on the timed parking there is a validation program yes and you you run the validation program yes yes um the merchants in those three areas can sign up for the parking validation program where if they have customers in their stores that are shopping we don't want our customers to have to pay parking tickets if they're shopping in our stores doing business spending their sales tax dollars in our stores then we want them to be there all day long as long as they want Mm -hmm. so if they get an overtime parking ticket they can take it to one of those shops that Mm -hmm. that validate parking and they will take the ticket from them and send them to us we do not validate any improper hazardous or handicapped tickets it's strictly overtime parking that's probably one of our most difficult things um, is people want to validate improper tickets or hazardous tickets do you feel like people use that program enough or do you feel like it's maybe underused they come in and you hear a bunch of like complaints and then they're like i was shopping and then they don't realize that they could have went in or or do you think it's used it's used but it depends in it seems like in some businesses it's the best kept secret in town Mm -hmm. and in others they utilize it every day okay it just it just depends um it's not really underused but it's not overused either you know um, just the right amount it's it's where we want it to be well it's not probably where we'd want it to be okay. um we'd like our businesses to be a little more proactive with it but we have but we do have several several hundred tickets a year validated okay. that's what i was wondering that's a big number so uh tell us a little bit about the judge I don't think a lot of people have met the judge unless they are, you know, have to go to court. Judge Tanya Ron, she's been here 19 years. Um, she's funny, surprisingly <laughs> enough. Um, she's very fair. She's very honest. She's has a lot of integrity. And she, I think, probably one of the most important things to her is that everybody understand how the court works a lot of times a municipal court is the only court some people will ever see mm-hmm. um, we're the lowest rung of the court um, so you get a traffic ticket you go to court and there that's the only time they'll ever be in a courtroom so she wants to make sure everybody understands their rights understands how it works understands what they're doing understands w- what happens if they plead that way you know all of those things she's just very informative and and wants to you know so that everybody can move their case along appropriately and everybody's rights are are covered right because um, like you said this is often is the only time that they see mm-hmm. a uh, that they're ever in court and so it's really important that they had a you know a good experience or at least yes. a fair experience yeah you know we want to be as well it's it's our charge to be Mm -hmm. 
uh, impartial in all things, and uh, she's, she works very hard to make sure that happens. So is there anything I didn't ask you that you think is important in, in your area? I think everybody out there needs to know that they can pay their ticket online at stillwater.org under the pay ticket tabs. We no longer take phone payments, so they are either going to have to mail their payment, um, mail their payment, or come into the office, or they can pay it online. And paying it online is, is obviously the easiest. Obviously, yeah. yeah so obviously. that is a good tip. Whenever you say mail, we also do. Do we still have the boxes out front? And yes, we do. Location. We still have drop boxes both out front that it's the same box as electric. We just put everything in there and sort it later. Okay. And then downtown and on Knobloch and Washington, there are boxes on some of the light poles that will have boxes so if you for get parking a, tickets. So you get a ticket, you see it, you just put the uh, check in, <laughs> drop, it, drop in, it in, the box, and you've got it taken care of. Yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you so much for joining us today on FYI Stillwater. Um, we know this is not your normal uh, event you do. On <laughs> no. <laughs> Coming on to radio. <laughs> yeah. So, But we do appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Yeah. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. All right. So you want to get into the mailbox now? I do. I love the mailbox. <laughs> so uh, the city of Stillwater receives lots of questions, including emails, social media, even phone calls. And we'd like to be able to answer some of those here with you today. Uh, our first question. Some, we had someone write on Facebook. I'm new to Stillwater and have two dogs. Do they need to be licensed? Well, no. I'm hoping they're not talking about driver's license. No, just kidding. <laughs> okay. You're funny. <laughs> Um, but pets don't need to be licensed. Stillwater doesn't have a licensing program, but we do require that your dog or cat even um, be current on its rabies vaccination, which must be done by a licensed veterinarian, and they need to be wearing the tag from the veterinarian. So that is a requirement, but licensing is not. All right. Um, this is the week for licensing. We also have someone ask uh, about needing a license or a permit for a garage sale. Uh, Springs here and there's obviously a lot of garage sales going around town. So, Jasmine, do they need to have a uh, permit? Luckily, no. Um, this is also a no. The city of Stillwater doesn't require a license or permit to have um, a residential garage sale, but there are a few rules to keep in mind when you're planning your garage sale. Uh, the city code states that residential garage sales are not to exceed three consecutive days and are limited to three times in a calendar year. So... If you go over that, that is not allowed. So just and you could get a three. ticket and maybe end up in court. Correct. Tie it all back there. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to FYI Stillwater, and uh, we'll be back with another podcast soon. Thank you. If you have a question for City Hall, email news at stillwater.org, and in the next podcast, we'll answer a few of them. FYI Stillwater is available on our website at stillwater.org, Spotify, and just about anywhere else you enjoy your podcast.